you can have it all. Yeah. You just maybe can't. You just can't have it all at the same time. Yeah. And you don't need to. She has featured in Home and Away, Neighbours, Room 101, Search for Treasure Island, and the list goes on. But currently the host of Hobart's number one breakfast radio show, we have Christy Hayes. <laughs> Thank you, beautiful women. What an intro. I know. Now we need Thanks the round so of applause. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't need to clap. I should be clapping for you. I'm clapping for you guys. I'm clapping that we made it. Yeah, we did. Well, Here I we mean, are. hey, you're talking to Kid Leroy. I mean, that's fine. You've got the exception. But that was a good chat. Yeah. Far out. I want to talk to Kid Leroy. I know. He's he's pretty amazing. And you also didn't even know another... who he was. <laughs> no, I did. That's so true. I know. Isn't that embarrassing? So I had not... his Megan nearly falling off a chair and I'm like, who? You go, ah. I know. And then mum. Such a mum goes to wiki as well. I know. Yeah. Uh, look, I'm a bit like that too. I'm older. I mean, kid, the kid Thor is 18. And obviously I know who he is because we play his music and he's Grammy nominated and he's an insanely high talent. But I have to Google people all the yeah. time. I forget names all the time. I mean, I forget my kids' names. So yeah. I'm sure as hell not going to remember anyone else's. Yeah. <laughs> and I named them. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> um, all right. So I want to dive straight in. Okay. So you started acting at eight. Or was it yes. earlier? Is that the age? Well, it was, I was very little. And I, yes, I think I was about eight. I initially did drama and I did uh, I did some modelling or whatever when I was really young and I didn't like that, but I just knew I loved to perform and modelling was never going to work out. No way. Um, firstly, also I love to eat and it's like, <laughs> it's, it was not, not me. I mean, it was flattering, but it's not true at all. Uh, and uh, And it did lead me to doing things like commercials and whatnot. And I just always had this real affinity and love for for the camera in a, in a humble and non-wanky way. I just knew that I loved to mm-hmm. act and just have fun, you know. And so I started when I was eight. I did my first commercial. I flew to New Zealand to do an ad for a yogurt brand called Landlieb, and I still remember it. I went to the Remarkables with my mum when I was very young, and I didn't know what I was doing, but I just remember it being such a fun thing to do, and I just thought to myself, wow, I really want to I really want to keep doing this. And so I pushed for doing things like what we call castings, which is just an audition and then I got my first breakout role, if you will, when I was 11 because I got a lead in a TV show called The Search for Treasure Island and I was so excited about that. I was such a young girl, but it was it was a huge thing in my life. I remember that vividly. So, yeah, I was very young. I think about eight would probably be um, the age that I started it. I don't know what happened to my money on that first job, but because I was eight, Your mom <laughs> I don't know, probably, probably went on school fees. I don't blame my mum. I would have done the same thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so what was it like? Like, Were you still at school while you were acting or did it take, did your career take it away, like take you away from school? No, good question because I didn't go to school. I, was in, I, I mean, I finished, I kept my education yeah. going, but from the age of like, even when I mentioned that TV show when I was 11, I was only out of school physically for a couple of months, I think three months, and we had a tutor on set. Uh, but then I got casting. Uh, I did Home and Away and I was casting that maybe a year later. And from then on out, I didn't actually ever physically return back to school. I kept wow. my education yeah, wow. up and I completed it via correspondence, but we had a tutor on set. So I never got to have that experience of going to school. I remember it, I went to a good school when I was young, um, a performing arts school in Sydney called McDonald College and 
they have, you know, like a lot of singers, Natalie Brulia went there, Sarah Ahare went there, and it was renowned for having actors and it was a performing arts school. So that was kind of normal at that school where someone would go to it but not return to it. So I was really sad. And I think I missed out on a lot of childhood by not actually going to school. Like if I could do things differently, I mean, I probably wouldn't because it's everything leads you to where you are. But in hindsight, it would have been nice just to have have a bit more normality as a kid. But then having said that, like, I'm so lucky to have had the experience that I had and and still be a kid in an adult world. So do you reckon it made you grow up faster? Yeah, definitely. I grew up really quickly. And as a result of that, I probably made choices that were way too adult for me at the time. But that's just what happens when yeah. you're a young girl and you're working and you have so much independence. It's very hard for a mother or a father or any parental figure really to be able to say no. I mean, I, I remember when I was doing Home and Away, and I don't say this in a way to sound um, pretentious or, mm. w- excuse my language, wanky, nothing like that. But to objectively step outside the situation, I was getting paid more money at the time than my parents were. And, I mean, yeah, when you're doing that with small with kids, it's like, well, of course they're – I understand why some go off the rails. I, I yeah. didn't and neither is anyone I worked with, but, you know, too much, too soon, too young, or whatever the expression is, it might be too much, too young, is yeah, yeah, a genuine yeah. thing, I think. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, having said all that, it was still a great thing, but it did make me grow up a lot quicker and uh, I – Probably now it makes sense why I live like an 80-year-old because I was always like yeah. at various ages that I was just growing <laughs> up, growing up to a point where everyone's like, Christy, just slow down. You know, you don't have to want to be 18 at 13. You've got all the time in the world to become an adult, but it certainly made me grow up. Absolutely. Yeah. So were you aware that you earned more money than your parents? Oh, yeah, I was because my mum, who is a very – very intelligent, well-educated uh, head of department. She's a school teacher. She was like, she'd tell me. She'd be like, Christy, you're not living in the real world. Like you earn more money than I do. And I had no idea as a kid. No one teaches you any yeah. of that side, that side of stuff with show business. And and it didn't last forever. It probably lasted initially, what, a couple of four years, I think was my first initial contract or five years. Of, maybe it was six in entirety. But um. Yeah, like I came from a very normal, very down-to-earth family. I'm very down-to-earth and it was good that my mum was teaching me these things about the real world outside of the fake world of being a young kid on TV. Like that's just not viable. Yeah. That is not how life works. It's, And I'm so glad for that because uh, I never wanted to to grow up thinking that I – you know, knew more than anyone or I was better than anyone. And I certainly never had those thoughts whatsoever. And and you do see people, I think, in the limelight, if you will, mm. that uh, that sort of do believe all that hype. So, no, I was brought down to earth very quickly and I was reminded that, yeah, I was very lucky to be given what I was given and it wasn't going to last forever. So I had to get used to being good with money, being thrifty. And to this day, I will still think twice before I spend 20 bucks. Wow. I was so, so was it was a good par- life experience. Yeah. Was that your parents' influence on your money or was it your manager? Were you So you had access to your money at that young age? No, I love that question. It was my mum actually who who kept my money aside from me in a bank account, but I was always, it was always made, trans- I was always transparent with me what I earned and I knew about it. I didn't really care about it though because I was never yeah. driven by money. Like I just, I could have been paid two hundred bucks or two thousand dollars a week. It made no difference to me because I never got my money. I got a, a small allowance for for what was applicable to say a fourteen, fifteen year old. But as I grow up and had a bit more rights, as as, as I think I turned sixteen, I was given uh, permission to handle my own money, and, and it really messed with me for a long time. I didn't have control of 
of the reward for my work. But in hindsight, it was such wow. a great, that's what every mom would do. That's what every dad would do. Of course, that makes sense. That's what we do for our kids. Our job is to protect our kids and make sure that they don't go out and make stupid choices and blow everything that they earn. Uh, and having said that as well, I think the other flip of the coin was that when I did make my own mistakes uh, as a young kid in an adult world, mm. uh, they've served me well now as an adult, I yeah. think, to make the, to yeah. make the right choice. I mean, yeah, I'm still not a homeowner. So they're not, maybe they're not that great. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, if you look at like all the young celebrities that have made it in like, you know, the limelight and stuff, I feel like you're the lucky one because a lot of them don't have people or parental, like parental guidance of like telling them like, you know, keeping their money or telling them this isn't normal and stuff. Like they all go fucking crazy. Like, I mean, look at Justin Bieber. Yeah. People feel oh, – well, I'm sorry. No, no. Lovely. Oh, I was just going to say, I think with Bieber, though, he was 18. Wasn't yeah, he once but he like got, still so young, of course he's, you know. Of course, of course, but he's an adult, so he is allowed to make his own decisions. I think the saving grace in Chrissy's circumstances was that she was a really young teen and hadn't um, – like it wasn't all thrown at your feet. Yes, it was there in a bank account and transparent, as you said, and your parents made you aware of it, but you weren't – at the age, I guess, where you're wanting to go out on your own, I would assume, yeah, um, and hang, you know, driving cars and playing with fast guys and all no, that kind of stuff. How old were you in Although Home maybe. Away? <laughs> Weren't you a bit older in Home Away when you started? No, I was actually the same age. I think I was 13 when I started, right? And my character was the same age as me, but in real life, I was a lot more mature. So, I agree with both of the sentiments that you said. Too much too young when you're so little is just nothing good is going to come of that. It is crazy and people do go off the rails, especially when they believe everything will last forever. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes the best thing that can hum- that can happen to somebody successful uh, at an appropriate age is to have a break or to have a bit of bad luck and have that second rebound where you have a knowledge of what life is like outside of success uh, in any capacity so that you can go back into that second round with a newfound appreciation and newfound knowledge and newfound work ethic too. People stop working hard when it's just easy. Yeah. And then that is a generalization, of course, but I do really love the idea that you kind of do, yeah, when you're 18, like Justin Bieber, when he got all the money and all the success, the, the success, if you're not careful and the in kids that happens to kids these days all the time, if you're just surrounded by yes, 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 yes. Well Absolutely. After yes, you can only ever land on no. Yes. And so I think, you know, I mean not yes. to try and go too deep, but uh. My but heart bleeds. Changes. Yeah, totally. And my heart bleeds for his mum. That must have been, you mm. know, watching this gorgeous kid grow up and busking on the streets and, you know, so determined and haven't, you know, he ticked every box. He had it all. And then to finally land it and then go spiralling into Idiotville. Oh, well, I think most of us would have. That's whether we have the money and the fame or not at 18, you know, leading up to 18 is when you, you test yourself anyway, you do all the great, you know, your nick and makeup from Kmart and you, you know. Mm. Hey, hey, hey. I was doing that younger, <laughs> not at 18. I was younger than 18 when I was nick. I think I did stuff. that a few times as well when I was really little. <laughs> actually, did you, actually, that's a good question, Chrissy. Given that you were, did grow up in the limelight, did you feel that you couldn't get up to those kind of things because you had a public persona? Like, was there a real, yeah, thinking, God, I don't want to get caught? 
I did what every young girl does, generally speaking, once more when, uh, and every guy, you know, when you're like 15, 16, yeah. 17, and you want to go out to a bar or you want to be yeah. treated like a young adult, but you're not. So I did things all the time, like we would sneak into after parties for film premieres at bars, or we would sort of talk our way into, you know, adult sort of situations where we weren't supposed to be, but nothing too, nothing too crazy or, or outlandish or certainly I didn't really, apart from those ones I just mentioned, didn't go out and break any laws. Although I kind of did feel tempted because I was in this position in my head where I just was convinced that I was old enough to live like an, an adult. I didn't do this, but I remember having a moment when I was 16, I owned my own car outright. I had my L's, so I didn't have my P's. And we lived in a rural sort of, we had like a family holiday house yeah. you know, my parents had. And I just wanted to jump in the car and go for a drive. And I thought, I'm just going to get in the car and go for a drive. And I, my parents said to me, don't even think about doing that. Yeah, It's highly against the law. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? That is not okay. <laughs> and also yeah. a good reminder to me, like, who the hell do you think you are that you can put someone else's life in danger just because you want to do what you want to do? And, uh, and, and I'm thankful for stuff like that because when you get given so much freedom when you're not old enough to understand the responsibility, sometimes bad consequences do happen. So, I, I mean, I look, I always have sympathy for, for teenagers that get given a lot or, you know, you, the, the, the stories that we hear. On another flip of the coin is the Britney Spears saga, which I have <gasps> no time for in terms of what was done to her. Like yeah. Britney Spears' life and her finances and everything that was taken yeah. off her, That I mean, how fucking dare they? Yeah, if Britney absolutely. Spears wanted to go out and spend hundreds of million dollars in Vegas, well, that's her prerogative. It's yeah, her totally. money, you know. So, and she was, you know, she was you do what you can for your kids to protect them. But, yeah. You know, like yeah, it's, she, it's she also worked her fucking ass off. Oh, absolutely. For it. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, that was her job. The dad was just a prick. Yeah. yeah the dad was just a prick. And <laughs> the thing is this. What I'm, really pissed me off was Brittany, with Brittany was that they said that she wasn't in the right state of mind to handle her affairs, but they fucking made her go and work for them yeah. when she was. She was yeah. choreographing her shows. Yeah. She was making new music. She yeah. said, well, what she, about Britney Spears? But she has an incredible work ethic and driving yeah. talent, you know? Yeah. yeah. And who says that she can't she can't handle her money but she can run a business? Yeah, it's ridiculous. I know. I'm so glad that actually all came to light because, um, one, it was really important for the industry, I think, to see that this kind of corruption still goes on um, and, you know, parent, Kids Guardian and all the rest of it can't, doesn't always protect you in the way that we think that it will. But um, also, too, that, yeah, she got some, you know, some justice in that situation. I don't know how much money she lost or whether she got any much of it back, but at least she's now in, in the control seat and and has everyone as an audience behind her. So, yeah, it was good. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I must admit. That's right. And what a talent. Far out. Oh, seriously. Like, and you know what? In terms of decision makers, not everyone always has good decision makers making decisions for you. Some people yeah. are fucking toxic. Like, yeah. you know, we know that. Sometimes toxic people are in charge of your life. So, and that's obviously what happened with her from everything that I've read and all that stuff. And I remember Britney Spears. I met her really quickly when I was young at the Crossroads premiere when she came out to Sydney <gasps> for her film. I and she was, movie. I know, I loved it. She was the nicest girl. Yeah. She was very yeah. sweet. Yeah. And it was short and it was sweet. And she was going to do a, a cameo on Home and Away, I remember, back in 2001. She apparently watched Home and Away in the UK. And we had a meeting with our producer at the time, Russell, who said Britney Spears has expressed interest on being on Home and Away. She's a fan of the show. The cast, we all said yes, but then she pulled out, sadly, because 9-11 happened and when she oh. was out in Sydney. And so it's she was too sad to do it, but... Yeah, yeah right. from what I've heard about her, 
And I mean, yeah, no, I, I mean, she seems like a nice girl. Yeah. yeah, she seems like she would be. Beautiful. Well, she's been like you, you know, she's been in the professional eye and working with adults for, you know, another girl that never got her childhood, I guess, in a way. But um, and as At you said, you much, know, much, much higher capacity. Yeah. You totally. can't even imagine yeah. that was like she's a superstar, isn't she? Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. And isn't it criminal when you think about the amount of money that she has made too? And she should have had all the freedom in the world to make every choice that she ever wanted to make. But, um, yeah, like you said, you know, not always the good guys are the ones that are in control. And, yeah. and you know, sometimes you've got more freedom when you're the broke kid on the, you know, on the corner being allowed to stay out till the lights go on. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Well, like going back to how we were talking about toxic and all that stuff, was it like easier or harder for you to fall in love with people being well-known? Such a good question. You mean, was it easier for me to fall in love personally in my own personal relationships? Yeah, being like, well known. Oh, was I more standoffish? Well, yeah, because like, do people pl- like people use you? You know what I mean? Like, it's harder for you. Did you feel like they were genuinely in love with you, or they were in love with the idea of being with someone like you? Yeah, no, that's such a great question, and I think it probably exemplifies a lot why I always stayed within my own lane in terms of relationships. Like my first serious boyfriend. Uh, was a crew member for Home and Away. And so I knew that he wasn't with me for all the extra stuff mm. and we would we just fell for each other just as as we were a genuine couple. And then my my first husband, I got married when I was very young at, uh, in the nicest way just to the wrong person. I mean, I was young and we thought it was going to last forever and the yeah. intention was right. But, um, you know, he was an aspiring actor as well. I remember that. And I thought, oh, okay, well, we're in the same realm, you know, and we're both in it for for the right reasons or whatnot. He'll and I think I've been life. lucky. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I have been lucky because the guys that I've been with, I've had genuine companionship with and, and real love. And it hasn't been based on on the home and away thing, mostly because I never put myself in a position really by nature. I'm not overly social, even though I'm such a social personality. Like I love people and talking and connecting. But I'm also sort of an, an introvert in terms of when I'm like my time off or I'm never yeah. really out and about in a huge capacity either. So meeting people, I think for me, was kind of private. But in terms of friendships that I've had, I've crossed paths with people that are, it, at first I thought, oh, well, maybe they like me for me because I am, you know, I like to think I'm good with people and I have nice conversations with people and and, and then I, you know, I could sort of see as time was going, I was like, yeah, no, we're just sort of, this is not, I don't think that they actually want to be friends with me. And and maybe that's my fault too, nah, because I, like would I would forget and not be aware that perhaps maybe I don't see myself in any capacity whatsoever as someone who's a celebrity or like I'm just a normal yeah. person and my name's yeah. Christy. So to me, that's never anything that I would enter a dynamic experiencing in my head. But in hindsight, I guess when I was younger, I probably had uh, friendships that were based on that, that obviously I just don't have time for and they're not in my life and and that's a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, I well, I guess realized. the reality is, is that she missed out on school. We forget that you missed out on yeah. school, which is where we all make our friends. And you also know. like you test boundaries, you know, your friend, the people you want to be with. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, but you it's have all it's then... it's all equal in the play in the playground. Yeah, you know we're all we're all equal, and you know we all hate the same people, and we all like the same people, and but you do you go through your land your you know your milestones, your first you know kiss, your first cigarette, yeah. your first you know mm. jumping out the school yeah 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 window yeah, yeah. the you know and you grow up doing that with your friends as yeah, well. Yeah. So that's a bond. As so well. so yeah. So having missed all of that, and I, I guess primarily being around adults, wasn't it? 
as mm, you were growing that's up. That's right. So I, uh, I had my best friend who was from school before I started Home and Away in Treasure Island and was friends for a very long time. To be transparent with you, she and I don't really not that close anymore just because life took us in different directions and, uh, and it's just not what it used to be. But, but, um, I still have so much love for her. It's just we kind of grew apart, which was sad, but we were friends for a very long time. And, and also, uh, and I think that's right. I, um, I kind of was always gravitating towards adults when I was young, but they were older than me. So the friendships in that, in that department weren't, ever going to be long-standing. And I think that's why I'm lucky that I've got my three sisters, Sarah, Catherine, yeah. and Lily. They're my sisters and we grew up together and, and we are best friends as much as we are you and Bika like all sisters do because they've known me through thick and thin. And my best friends now as an adult are actually a husband and wife. They're a couple. Their names are Kate and Corel, and, and I met them actually at a really sad time in my life when I was kind of down and I got divorced and and I just wanted some friends and we just bonded in adulthood which is different to childhood and we look for different things in adulthood. And sometimes when you are best friends from childhood, it is difficult to maintain that involvement when you reach adulthood. But I, I, I'm happy that I've met friends when I wasn't doing well because I know that they are genuine friends. And yeah. the ironic thing with, with those guys as my besties, apart from my husband, who's my other bestie, and, and actually I've got a few friends. I've got a lot of besties when I think about it out loud, but um, <laughs> they don't care about any of that stuff and they've actually been – they're a really successful couple. They have a lot more money than me. They are business owners. And so this whole concept of them always being 10 steps ahead of me in terms of work and, and things like that has always been very funny to us, you know, like, so I have great people around me and, and, uh, and my circle is very small, but I like to say in life, keep your circle like a VIP club. Yeah. Nobody gets in and nobody gets out. Be very selective <laughs> who you let in. I like and then that. Once they're, right in, yeah, once yeah. they're in, don't let them go. Mate, I've been giving yeah, out tickets good... left, right and centre. Yeah, yeah, I must admit. I, I did that in my <laughs> 20s, babe. Stop. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. You'll get a ticket. <laughs> Actually, talking about that too, um, so the VIP, how does, now that your kids are at primary school, right, Do you, how is having not done the school, much of the school thing, how is that walking into the schoolyard with your kids? That is so good to to go back in my own head and focus on and, and even say out loud because you're right. School for me was such a long time ago and I don't really remember the experience. I just don't. So it's a joy for me now as a mother to be able to relive that for myself. The first days of their school with kindergarten, I remember my own nerves and my own excitement and watching them. And obviously my job was to be their mum and, and cuddle them and, and support them through it. But the delight that I see at the end of the day when we ask them how their day was or I read their notes or I get their lunchbox out, just little mundane things that I remember my own mother doing for me. But I don't have I don't have too many memories of it, particularly from when I was about 10, 11, 12 and so on uh, and onwards. But uh, nowadays just with the boys and sports carnivals and, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and arts being sent home and all the little things that I did actually kind of miss through my own childhood replaced with something just as wonderful, if not better. I was very lucky to have that to 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 chase my dreams from a young age and get those jobs. But it is really nice as a mum because it is um it's a time that won't come back. You know, they will grow up and they will be adults longer than what they will be kids. So I really do relish things like taking them to school and picking them up. And and that was one of the reasons why I wanted for uh 2020 when COVID hit was I stepped back from a job that I was doing at the time because the, the importance of having that time with my little boy before he started kindergarten was paramount to me. I was like, I don't want to miss this. Like yeah. it's not going to come back. 
Yeah. So I love, I mean, look, I do bitch about it like every other mother does or every father does when you have to get the kids to school. I'm notoriously late with the school drop-off because I'm not good with time. So I try <laughs> so hard no matter what time I get up, like I'll have their lunches made and their uniforms ready. But like generally speaking, I'm not great at getting the kids to time. My, my husband, Justin, is fantastic. Um, drops off early and, and whatnot. I, it's really shits <laughs> Wait, me that? as well because I try so hard. Are they <laughs> with you? Are the kids no with you in Hobart? The kids know they're not. Right now they're over on the mainland. And so I got this job about six weeks ago now. Well, I found out about the job a longer ago, but I started six weeks ago now. And so I've come ahead of my family down to Hobart. So I'm missing so much stuff. Yeah. And that's really hard. We have like, you know, daily Skypes and, um, and well, you know, every two days we Skype. My husband and I Skype at least every day. Sometimes the boys are interested. Sometimes they're not. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 most of the time they're not. They just want to see me and hear my voice. And they understand yeah. that this is not forever. And it was a hard decision to yeah. to not walk away but to walk to walk ahead, knowing that there'd be separation and distance just between yeah. us temporarily. But um, anyway, I, I, that's what photos are for. It's not going to last forever. And whilst it's important as a mum to be there for the kids, I think it's also important for me anyway personally is, um, is to work. Yeah. I love working and and uh and I'm not my happiest self if I'm not out there doing a the job and and I spent a long time before I went back to working radio when they were born just hanging out at home and I wouldn't change that for anything. I used to stress, "Oh god, I'm missing out on this, I'm missing out on that." And it's like, you're not missing out on anything. Yeah. It no. all comes back to you. There's nothing to rush out and do, you know. Yeah. Enjoy the time and as long as you've got a roof above your head, Netflix and some great food in the house, like all the other stuff I used to stress about needing to get back in my life. It all came back and it came back even more. Yeah. And you do change, don't you, once you have kids? Like you, um, I mean, a lot of it, in fact, I was one of them. I had a, a career that a lot of my friends were quite envious of too. But I, once I had my little girl, I just, she was the coolest thing I'd ever done. And I just, mm-hmm. the thought of going back to doing, um, the thought of going back to doing what I was doing, which was all time consuming, was, you know, the last thing I wanted to do. So I had to reinvent myself. But I guess coming back to what you were saying, the thing that I thought was um, my biggest lesson out of all is that all of that is that you can actually have it all. You can have your career, you can have your husband, you can have your kids, but you just can't have it all at the one time. Otherwise, you'll fall apart. That's right. <laughs> and I always say that. I say that quite often. It's funny that you said it too. You can have it all. You yeah. just maybe can't, you just can't have it all at the same time. Yeah. And you don't need to because it makes things better i mean what what do you what's better to eat the entire packet of mint slice or one at a time yeah I'm, well okay that's not the best example oh, because, like <laughs> i got a whole packet good example <laughs> i'm taking notes ladies for when i have you, kids yeah no megan you'll be amazing and the thing is as well i think in terms of dedicating time of what suits and serves you i think it's really prioritized when you have kids because your time and availability changes so mm. for instance if you want to watch a film you're probably going to choose a good one. You don't want to waste your time yeah. watching shit. When you want to see people, you're going to choose good ones, good yeah. relationships, something that makes you feel refreshed and happy when you want to eat. I mean, that's probably not the best example because it's hard to eat with kids, but there is always that kind of restructure of priority. And I found myself a thousand times more productive when I had kids than when I hadn't. And that's just me personally. I used just to fuck around with time. And, and I, yeah. as I said before, I'm not good with time. So it didn't work. But anyway, I think having the kids gave me a great schedule and structure. And when I had work that I was focusing on, I focused on work for this hour. Or when I was doing this, I was doing this. And that's just the way that I sort of refound myself and I think helped me get back in. Well, it certainly got me to radio. Uh, it gave me time to really focus in the small window that I had 
of what I wanted to do. And when opportunity came to me, I made myself available mentally to try and focus on it. And once you have kids as well, God, you, you just lose so much fear. Like I yeah. used to be panicky and nervous and anxious if I met people that were older than me or being in my 20s if I had to go to a business meeting and everyone was older than me and I had to audition or be impressive. You have kids and you have a toddler take a shit on you in a cafe. You don't <laughs> give a fuck what people think. Like, right, what can they do with your, your outfit on inside out? Yeah. All that kind of yeah, stuff. Exactly. Cause it's I, liberating. Because I yeah. do nannying, so I look after three. Yes. I have three boys in the morning and one of them, um, this is the first, like, when I had first started and uh-huh. I took them all to the park. I took them to the park and the three-year-old, he was wearing undies and he didn't wear a nappy. Anyways, <laughs> so I saw him. I was looking over and I see him against the tree and he's just looking there like, you know, that face and I was like shit he's doing a shit and mm-hmm. he screams out in front of all the other parents and all the kids Megan I just did a poo in my pants <laughs> <laughs> and I was like because oh, I never looked after kids before and like now if I happened I'd be like come here but then I was like oh my god oh my god fuck I'm yes. so embarrassed it brings you it brings you out of reality very quickly doesn't totally. I mean, it snaps you back to reality Wait, when was the first time you were papped? Oh, I would have been really young. Like, oh, I think I was 13, 14. It was all when I have no way just aired. We were on Oxford Street in Paddington. I remember that shopping and and we saw someone take a photo of us. And I was with Kate, uh, who played my twin sister on Home and Away, my dear friend Kate. And uh, we were very young and and obviously I think recognizable as a duo when we were out because we played the twin sisters on Home and Away. And we were like, Oh my God, that guy just took a photo of us. It was so bizarre. So bizarre because we didn't know if we were meant to go up and say something to him or like talk to him or introduce ourselves or do it again. Like, no one gives you this problem and, and tools. You one million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, here's a dollar. Like, I think in these. Have you ever been like papped and been like shit? You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. you see, and you're like, oh my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Particularly when um when I like when I was just about to give birth with my first son and I lived in Bondi, which is notorious the worst for all that place sort of to be stuff. Pat. And I was just like, <laughs> Yeah, it really was. And I was just like, I just want to go and buy some. I think I was getting pads and getting boob stuff and like about to, like it was not sexy, you know. And I just walked down to the local chemist because I didn't want to drive a car. And I remember thinking, Oh, for fuck's sake, come on, seriously, why yeah. would you take a photo of this? It's not even good. And the ironic thing is. You can dress up, fill a million bucks, walk down the main street, or do something, and no one will pap you, right? It just doesn't happen yeah. unless you're obviously someone with a much higher profile than me. I don't think I do have a huge part, but you know. But there's, I guess, there's interest there in some capacity. But um, yeah, I've had terrible photos of me paps, and I'm like, not that I even sit around googling it nor care, but. If you're prepared for people to be taking photos of you because you're going to an event or a premiere or something like that, well, obviously you can try and do your end of the deal to to be your best self. And when I say that, I mean you arrive in a good mood, not telling off your children. You addressed something that makes you feel confident. It's always bizarre, like that someone would want to take a photo of you. But I, I've just sort of learned to deal with it. And um, and now being the age that I am and the experience that I've got behind me, I just actually just laugh to myself and sometimes might just wear and say, "Hey, it doesn't happen as much, especially down here in Hobart." But, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's like I'm just – it's, it's I actually am grateful that people demonstrate interest in my career because I don't take my career for granted. Like yeah. I love what I do and I think um, – and I think that goes back to that thing of what I was saying when people are young, 18, 19, 20, and think that what they're doing will be the only thing they do forever and uh, life doesn't work like that. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm appreciative of when people are nice to me. 
So now that you're in radio, does this feel? It's obviously a great fit for your family, despite the fact that they're on the mainland. Um, but I'm assuming that they're in a suitcase heading down shortly. <laughs> this yeah. is the plan. Yeah, my hubby works in radio as well. He's a broadcaster with Triple M, and both of our stations have been so great with us doing our shows remotely from different studios too. So. Uh, we will figure out the long-term solution, but at the moment, this is what's working and, you know, you've just got to make it work, I guess. I mean, that's what my husband always says in our marriage is that we'll make it work. We'll make it, we'll make it work. That's always been his thing of we'll make it work. And it's not ideal for us spending this time apart. Justin and I are an extremely close couple. We're a happily married couple. And so if we weren't, it'd be fine. <laughs> Yeah, it's great. But uh, not a, but Justin and I are husband and wife, but Justin and I are also best friends. Yeah. So it is weird for me to be away from my best friend. Like I'm talking, talk about everything together, make decisions yeah. together, yeah. Uh, have <laughs> have a great sex life, all these things. So I probably get dropped <laughs> to say that. But, you know, it's weird to be away from the person that you love most. Uh, but having said that, I guess and this circles back to what I said before is, um, you make it you you make it worth your while. You know, I'm down here because I'm doing something that I love. I'm not yeah, wasting yeah. time. It's like if you're gonna be apart from people that you don't want to be apart from, it is nice to be able to just throw yourself into doing what you love. But uh yeah, hopefully that hopefully we can sort out this situation soon and uh and until we do, you know, they're Skype. <laughs> I yes. always so I true. always think people that are in long distance relationship, how they last without having sex for like months and months. Mm, totally. Well, it will mark a month for us until we're reunited again. Uh, so, Another month. So we're, we're about to see each other this weekend, so uh. we'll see what happens. Although I will tell you when he came down the first time to visit me in Hobart uh, with the kids and we obviously, you know, you miss each other as a couple. And um, so, you know, and we said this on air for fun. We had this big, and I quote, build up of what it was going to be like to be back together. But it's so cold here, you know, and so I put the electric blanket on for him so that he was warm when he got into bed. And after I got my son to sleep, I walked past him and he was asleep. And I'm not talking just, just resting his eyes. He was like... Yeah, but- <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you serious, dude? Are you sexy look on. <laughs> I was like, this is great, great marriage. <laughs> We're made out for it though, but that's hard, you know. I don't know how yeah, I don't know how couples do it. And yeah. people did it throughout COVID and it's I mean, look, horses yeah. for courses, but it's difficult. All right. Well, I want to go back to the start. Do you reckon the reason how old were you when you um your first marriage? How old were you then? Uh, I was 21. When I got married, I was 20 when I got engaged and I was 21 when I got married. That's so young. Do you reckon because of growing up, you know, like it, you took oh, – what's the word? Why Why am I stumbling? <laughs> Do you reckon because you grew up faster that it, you hurried into getting married earlier? Absolutely. I think I grew up faster than what most young girls do. I think that uh, – and I don't mean to necessarily even blame it on the age because you do hear stories of people that got married at 20 and they're still happily married. Yeah. For instance, Kate Garvin, who, who sorry, Kate Field, I should say, that's a married name, Kate, who played my twin on Home and Away. She was married at 18 and they are still happily married now 18 years and four kids later. But I think for me personally, when I got married, A, I rushed into it. I got engaged after six weeks <laughs> when I was what? 20. What? I was do. a kid. <laughs> Some people do and it's not like there was a lack of love because, you know, at that time I certainly thought that it was it was everything. It's not a fraction of what I have now, obviously. I'm with my soulmate and the love of my life now. Yeah. And so I do wish I'd waited so that on paper it was my only marriage, but that's what life is. And I think as well, even going back to things like, like 
not having a proper childhood and when I say that I didn't go to school, um, I think I might have just been looking for normality and home yeah. and structure, even though I had a brilliant upbringing and I've had such an exciting life. There probably was subconsciously in hindsight that that young girl in me, he just wanted just to just to be safe and just be at home. Absolutely. And I don't know why I had this thing of have to get married. I can't wait to get married. But that was probably just my young, excited self to get to the next stage of adulthood because I'd already got things like money and bought my own cars and had my own freedom. I think naturally at that time, I probably thought, oh, well, there we go. Yeah, exactly. I'm ticking the box of adulthood. This is the next thing to do. And it was, but you're a kid, you don't know that, you know, and, and, uh, and I haven't spoken to my first husband for many years in a bad way. I mean, you know, he wished me happy birthday and vice versa and, you know, on Facebook and stuff like that. But so it was, I was a completely different person. This was a very, very long time ago now. And, uh, and obviously, you know, you wish you did things differently, but that's life, right? We all have a past. It's life experience. Absolutely. Yeah. Makes you 100%. interesting. So have you ever had anyone famous hit on you? Who's like the most famous person hit on you? Well, I love these questions. <laughs> no, that's a good one. Okay. So, um, okay. Well, I remember I got given Aaron Carter's phone number at a photo shoot we did when we were very little. That was, that was funny. Um, I was in LA and I went to the premiere. What was the film? That's right, Saw. And uh, and it was with the actor oh, Carrie Ells. Carrie Ells. He was also in The Princess Bride. Uh, he kind of hit on me. I think like I could tell that he kind he was like just asking me questions and a bit flirty and stuff like that. But because he was from The Princess Bride, he played Wesley. I don't know if you've seen that film. <laughs> so I thought, oh my god, it's Wesley that I'm chatting to. But but isn't that hmm. funny? That something as stupid as having been on TV or a movie would be exciting enough for me at that time to go, oh, my God, like it's just a nice guy talking to me. But I thought, oh, my God, it was so cool. Like I was being hit on by the guy from Saw. Um, I don't know. I don't read into it all that much. Like I've been at parties with high-profile people and they've, you know, like given me, I don't know, winks and flirtatious gestures and all that stuff. I don't know why. I thought you I'm gonna, always married, you so I never you want to say giving true. me a line and you I was were- like, <laughs> so I guess if you, <laughs> if you hadn't been married though, you might have been that might have been quite different, right? Yeah. 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 Was there yeah, anyone you know, was there anyone that you always fantasized about? Sorry, darling. Um fantasized about, you know, hitting on you in that industry? Definitely. Oh, was, who? Um, oh my god, tell me. <laughs> I, I did you might, promise you that there I did promise you there was nothing off limits. Okay, so I'll tell you. So at the time I was married, but there is an Australian actor and he's a lovely guy and his name is Adam Demos. And he's gone on, he he did my he did his first acting scene with me on Home and Away. Oh, this was wow. back in 2009. And and Adam's gone to, to do great things. He did the Netflix series called Sex Life, which has had like yeah. millions of views. Yeah, and uh, he's got it. a new Aussie film out at the moment. Uh, and he's just like a buddy, you know, like uh, he's just a really nice guy. But I remember back way back in 2009 going, oh, my God, this guy is so great and he's really nice. And he's, if you Google him, you'll see what I mean. He's incredibly good looking. And I had a bit of a crush on him at the time. And I thought, ah, oh, if I wasn't married, I totally want to be with him. And so I've worked, come across heaps of actors in my life, a lot of actors. A lot, I've spoken to a lot of people in the media and a lot of men. And uh and I have had little moments where I've thought, not in a bad way, but just I thought I've actually got a bit more in common with these sort of people than what I have with previous partners mm. just because we're in the same industry. So 
I thought, oh, well, you know, why am I, why have I not gravitated more toward, um, toward people that are doing this for, for their living? Because I actually get along really well with, within people in this occupation. But I think that's why I, I was, um, in time, you know, my husband and I, Justin, were so drawn together like a magnet yeah. was because we just, I, I find him and I know, and I can say this with confidence, Justin's the funniest person that I've ever met in my life. Oh. He has a tremendous sense of humor, incredibly quick with We like, love love. Dripping with talent. <laughs> yeah, we love love. And, uh, yeah. and it's, and thank God for that because he keeps me interested, you yeah. know, and, 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 uh, and I love being married to someone who I find so entertaining. It's lots of yeah, fun. Yeah. Because that's, you yeah. know, you want to have fun in a relationship. So, yes, to answer your question over the years, there has been some some guys that I haven't done anything with because I have always been in relationships. But I think did that if ever, I was single now. Did you ever feel like you could convince the writers to <laughs> orchestrate a screen kiss? Oh, that have been that? funny. I, know. I did have. I did have a crush as well on a guy called Chris Egan, who is an Aussie actor who was on Home and Away with me. He played Nick. If you Google him, you might remember him. And uh, and he's done lots of stuff in LA since. He was in the film Aragon, uh, Kings. Um, Chris is a great guy. And, and I remember that we went to school with each other briefly in the time that I was at school. We were at the same school and I had a thing for Chris. And then I found out he was cast on Home and Away. And not long afterwards, I was cast on Home and Away. And then our characters were boyfriend and girlfriend on the show oh, he's from hot. Home and Away for a little bit of time. And I was so happy about that. But then our characters <laughs> broke up. <laughs> it's funny to kiss my high school crush just for a little bit. Even yeah, on TV. Totally. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. All right. Well, before we wrap up, when is your movie premiere that you're the new one that you've just featured in? Good question. I don't know. I, I think it's in September. I will find out and find out how the movie's going. I know that it's there, there's the, the first couple of cuts. I can't wait to see it. So the second I know, you will know. But I think that Jason Stevens, writer-director, is aiming for September. So Oof, a spring, awesome. a spring, not spring break, but a spring a spring fling, a spring cling. Like everyone loves a spring movie. So hopefully it springs into cinema soon. <laughs> How good is that? And what's it called again? It's called Finally Me. Uh, it's a basically an amalgamation, like a version together of my big fat Greek wedding meets Bring It On. It's a 90s cheerleader film. So it's set in the 90s with all the cheerleaders, but it's not a stereotypical lead. It's really great. So it's nice to see that in this day and age, it's not that typical 90210 kind of style yeah, girl that's the lead in this film, but she's like, a great girl who struggles and struggles with her weight and she wants to, she has a dream of doing cheerleading and I play the really daggy, super daggy cheerleading coach. And so I get to do some of the funniest things in the movie. It's so great. Like I just make a total fool of myself, but uh, I had so much fun. So can't wait to see it. And the second I know when it's out, you will. But at this point, the film Finally Me, it should be coming out in the next couple of months. How awesome. exciting. Thanks, Thanks ladies. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I had yeah. such a great time. Thank you so much for coming on. I know you're a busy, busy girl. I mean, chat to all the celebs and stuff and then us. <laughs> <laughs> you are the celebs, girls, and you've been my favourite chat all day, all oh, week. So thank you very much. We talked Kid Leroy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I prefer to talk to women any day of the week. So thank oh, you very much for having me on the show and I look you. forward to the next episode. Oh, thank you so thank much, you. Christy. Have a great day.